Blog Talk Radio. BDPAI Radio, linking business, education, and technology. The BDPAI Radio Show creates a vibrant communications platform that speaks to all BDPA stakeholders. Hosted by Fran McNeil. Technical advice by John Melanson. Sponsored by the BDPA Education and Technology Foundation. BDPAI Radio, linking business, education, and technology. Well, welcome to the BDPAI Radio Show. I'm Fran McNeil, and I'm your host for our show tonight on Tuesday, October 25th. Remember that the BDPAI Radio Show airs the second and fourth Tuesday of every month at 8.30 Eastern Standard Time. I'd like to welcome our wonderful guest. We're going to have a great show this evening. Our first guest is Dr. William Bundy. He is Professor at the U.S. Naval War College, and he will be sharing with us a little bit about his career, his involvement in BDPA, and some lessons learned. Our second guest is Ms. Angela Bryant. She is Chapter President of BDPA Indianapolis, and again, she has been very active in BDPA and will be sharing some best practices from her perspective. And our final guest is Chris Jaycox. He has a dual role tonight. He is a high school computer competition alumni from the BDPA Middle Tennessee chapter. And he is also CEO of his own firm, and he'll tell you a little bit about that, as well as, I guess I should say, a triple role, as well as being a college student. So there's something for everyone on this show, and welcome as a BDPA Internet Radio Show listener. Well, I'd like to bring on our first guest, Dr. William Bundy. And Dr. Bundy, um, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing quite well. Thank you, Fran. Uh, It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, it is our pleasure indeed. And I want to share a little bit of your background with the audience so they have a sense of just how wonderful an opportunity um, that you're presenting to us. Dr. Bundy is a Naval War College professor and a retired Navy captain. He was the first African American to rise from the enlisted ranks to a command, uh, to command a submarine, and the third African American to command a submarine. He served on the National BDPA Board of Directors as an outside director for a number of years, and he's the inspiration behind the BDPA IT Institute and the BDPA Epsilon Awards. He was also very instrumental in bringing Fleet Boston to BDPA as our first ever platinum-level corporate sponsor in 2002. So, Dr. Bundy, just in that brief BDPA-oriented introduction, it is clear that you have served BDPA from a visionary and strategic um, perspective on Uh, working very closely with corporations to bring in sponsorship dollars and really upholding the BDPA vision of excellence in technology, encouraging professional development, and honoring and recognizing volunteerism. 
So one of my burning questions um, really is, how did you get started with BDPA? What attracted you? And um, how do you manage to keep so actively involved in, in very critical roles? Well, the, the, the first answer uh, goes back to my time at Fleet Boston uh, Financial. Uh, I was the chair of the Diversity Council for uh, the, uh, the Technology Division. Um, and, um, and we were looking for a method to uh, keep our diversity initiative alive. We had gone through a major rollout of diversity and, and had moved a number of things forward. And there was a question about how to keep uh, diversity issues uh, at the forefront. Uh, Joe Smolowski, who was the uh, chief, uh, chief information officer at the time, approached me about uh, getting involved in BDPA and what we might do uh, with uh, BDPA based on my having been a, uh, a national officer in the National Naval Officers Association, which is a uh, kind of a counterpart organization to BDPA uh, in the Navy. And so we decided to uh, put on a, a, a pretty strong effort within Fleet Boston to associate with BDPA, and I was the spearhead for that, and we brought on board a chapter in Albany, revitalized the chapter in Rhode Island and in, in the Boston area, and, uh, and that got me involved. And, and Joe, uh, through his position, was able to carve out enough uh, funding uh, to support uh, the platinum level uh, that we uh, wanted to uh, to offer, and and the way we did that is that we went after a number of our our uh, business partners, our uh, contractors and and suppliers, and encouraged them to also get involved in BDPA. So that's how I got started, and uh, one thing led to another, and I I got on the uh, the national board. So. So that's kind of how that uh, started to evolve. Well, I really appreciate you sharing the process. And part of the takeaway is really the power of the relationships um, and the relationships being connected to a need. BDPA having a strong organization, um, you being involved, uh, corporate, uh, and corporations having an interest in supporting an effort, finding the dollars, and sort of making the connections. Um, and so when when you kind of reflect back on that, what are some elements that stand out for you as maybe even steps for chapters to think about um, as they look at support, which may include funding, but support for BDPA-related initiatives? Well, the, the most important thing about the relationship between Fleet Boston and BDPA is that it highlighted career development for our IT professionals. Uh, the idea of, and I think we used the term from the classroom to the boardroom uh, during that period of time, we really pushed the idea uh, that uh, improving your professional development, improving your leadership skills, uh, picking up project management uh, capability, 
all that working through BDPA uh, at the chapter level, uh, at the national conferences, and also starting to groom follow-on uh, IT professionals, uh, uh, young people who would come into the business, uh, really made the business case for Fleet Boston. And then it started to make the personal case for many of our IT employees who were BDPA members. And so there was this this whole drive uh, about professional development, uh, making the preparations for the next step in one's career, and the camaraderie and professional support that BDPA provided. Uh, you, you know, sometimes uh, you, you may be the the uh, the lone minority uh, uh, African American in an organization, uh, and then when you turn around uh, and have a BDPA connection, that really does uh, provide uh, support that you might not get elsewhere, and it also gives you the confidence to perform well. And we learned all of those uh, ideas from the National Naval Officers Association, and we 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 wanted to bring some of those I- ideas to BDPA. And I think we were successful in doing that. And that's where the the IT Institute came from. That that idea was was really built around professional development and development of uh, knowledge, skills, uh, and leadership, uh, so that uh, we could advance uh, in in the profession in IT uh, um, in the IT career path. Mm-hmm. Again, I I appreciate you breaking that down. Um, because as I continue to interview guests, I do hear people being very comfortable with the concept and implementing and acting on the concept from the classroom to the boardroom. I do, however, hear, um, you know, even at the conference, individuals struggling with the economy and how to reach out to sponsors and make the case. Um, people certainly benefit from BDPA, and sometimes they're not sure how to take that passion and put it into a proposal. Um, so you really did a nice job of, of um, sharing and, and highlighting, again, the benefits both to the members and to the organizations that are contributing. Um, I, I'd like you to talk a little bit more about um, some of the takeaways in being an outside director, and I know that was a few years ago, but you know there are so many ways that people can be involved in BDPA. And when you reflect back to when you were an outside director, what was valuable about having the opportunity to make that uh, contribution to the organization? Serving as an outside director gave me the opportunity to to work kind of in an advisory role to the president and the members of the, the national board. Um, uh, the position that I was in uh, was one of uh, giving advice primarily to the president and to the key key board members about what we ought to do to advance the organization. Uh, one of the things that I thought was very important, and, and you know, we gave rise to that in the BDPA Institute and the Epsilon Award awards. Uh, I thought that that BDPA ought to find a way 
to institutionalize education for IT professionals. And, uh, and there, there were two parts to uh, the BDPA Institute. The, the part that uh, we were pretty excited about at first was uh, developing leadership skills at the associate level and at a master's level um, to, to really go over some of the, the leadership education and training that you would normally associate with a master's degree or an executive development program. Uh, the other thing that, that really caught on was the development of the Project Management uh, uh, Institute uh, Project uh, Management Professional. And uh, in those two areas, I thought, were very important for BDPA because uh, it, it provided a direct payback to corporations, to companies, and to the individual members by providing the education and professional development that I talked about earlier. So as a outside director, I was able to influence uh, a movement in that direction. And, and as you know, we set up the BDPA Institute. And then the other part of that was borrowing from the Black Engineer of the Year program. I thought it was important to showcase uh, BDPA member accomplishments, and uh, and and we we set up the Epsilon Awards to look in two areas, uh, along with uh, um, along with the, the the group that that working with, with with me to set it up. We looked at individual awards, uh, and the individual awards uh, would be given out for professional achievement, for career development. Uh, for emerging uh, uh, technologists and for community uh, development, and uh, and we also looked at uh, the best uh, IT organizations for uh, for African Americans, and so we gave out a corporate award in in that area. So um, by giving out the awards, you know you generate uh, uh, visibility for BDPA positive visibility for its members and its and its corporate sponsors and uh, on the other hand the VDPA institute uh which i think was a, a very good accomplishment of ours uh really provided the education and opportunity to advance uh in the project management world and leadership uh development and so uh, being an outside director not you know in an advisory capacity allows you to kind of think out of the box and and help the organization move forward and that's that's how I, how I took my role there there were a, a couple of other advisory kinds of things that uh, that happened on a, a major national board that the outside directors were involved in and and that really helped the president to uh to to direct the board and to direct the organization and so uh, it, was, it was kind of enjoyable doing that. I had served on other boards in the past, and uh, I think we made uh, quite a few accomplishments um, uh, during that period of time. Wow. Wow. That That is phenomenal and certainly a part of leadership. I mean, great leaders surround themselves with great folks, and it's not only the team that is part of the day-to-day 
um, leadership, it is also having advisors um, who have been there, done that, and been there and done that from various perspectives. Now, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you to share a little bit, <clears throat> excuse me, about your experiences as a retired Navy captain. Um, I've been getting some uh, comments from the BDPA chat here, and folks uh, have really said, Fran, let's hear uh, Dr. Bundy talk about the, you know, his experience on rising from the enlisted ranks to commanding a submarine. I mean, that's, you know, that's phenomenal. And so I was just wondering if you could share with us um, very briefly, why the Navy? Um, how did you make that leadership transition from the well, ranks? Um, you know, so share with us that because a lot of people are are asking questions. Well, I, let me let me start by saying um, I, I lived through the transition in the Navy when the the, the U.S. Navy embraced uh, diversity and inclusion as a and an important business process uh with uh within the navy uh the you know there was a period of time when african americans were were stewards and then there was a period of time when we were in uh the, te the technical ratings but there were few officers and uh and over time uh and this occurred uh, uh during the vietnam era it became clear that that in order for an organization that is uh, really comprised of and reflects uh, the community that we serve, I think that's a term that, that a lot of people have heard, that your organization will look like the community it serves. Well, the, the military during that period of time, and the Navy in particular, um, was becoming rather large, and uh, and we had a diverse cross-section of enlisted personnel and uh, we had a a a officer corps that was primarily uh primarily white um and we had a couple of visionary leaders uh in the navy during that period of time who uh who took that opportunity to make significant social change in the navy to change the demographic of the navy officer corps and uh and senior enlisted ranks and and I lived through that that whole period of time, and and I had completed uh, college as an enlisted man uh, while uh, stationed in in Hawaii, and uh, and my my commanding officer came up to me uh, one day and said, "How would you like to go to officer candidate school? You finished college, and uh, and we really are trying to uh, get the best and brightest into positions of leadership in the Navy." And uh, and uh, we'd like to send you to Officer Candidate School, and so uh, away I went to uh, to Newport here and and completed Officer Candidate School, and then went back aboard submarines as an officer, and uh, uh, in that business you go from being a a lower level manager to a mid level manager to uh, to commanding officer of of, of a submarine. And uh, your education uh, is provided along the way. So each job you go into, you're prepared to to uh, perform in those those tasks. And so 
I took advantage of that. Um, I, I attended the Naval War College where I picked up a master's degree in national security and strategic studies. Uh, as an enlisted man, I was a a technician, um, and uh, and the technical systems that we worked with in those days are the predecessors to many of the electronic warfare and data processing and IT systems that you have today. So we were trained uh, uh, down to the component level uh, and the electronic um, uh, engineering level of those systems. Uh, I was given that training as an enlisted man, and that carried through all the, all the way through my career. So uh, later on when I uh, went to college, uh, in Hawaii, I took uh, engineering courses, uh, completed those, and uh, and and while I was in the Navy, continued to uh, receive technical training. Um, my my doctorate work happened after I left the Navy, um, and I think that uh, the piece that I would share with folks is uh, the the rise that I went through uh, in the Navy through a period of of significant transition is not unlike today and and it is the individual who makes the commitment to obtain the education obtain the experience and when opportunities are offered some of the opportunities that were offered to me were not very attractive at first but they give you the experience and you've got to take the hard jobs and so I did that as well and and I think that's how you progress through through a very meaningful career uh today i would i would say to young young folks who who are coming along today uh that stem is the key science technology engineering and math uh for the high school students and and those of you who are are in the technical field who are not very strong in those areas go back and pick up more knowledge in the science uh, and the math and and the the upper division uh, requirements in your area of expertise. That master's degree does mean mean a lot. And and at some point in your career, you should go back and get an executive course, an executive program to to pick up an MBA. And and that MBA really ought to be in in finance or executive management. So that you uh, really understand uh, uh, business, if you're in the commercial IT world, and if you're in the uh, technical IT world, you you really ought to still uh, understand the business end of things uh, from a management and uh, leadership perspective, um, because um, uh, as you rise, it's not so much the technical work that you'll do as uh, as it is managing technical systems to achieve business and operational goals. So I always like to draw a a diagram. And in, in, in the horizontal axis, there is knowledge in the technical area. In the vertical axis, there is knowledge in, in the business area. And and you have to build on both sides of that that equation so that you wind up in that upper right-hand quadrant of being someone who is is well versed in the business or the operation as well as being technically competent so that you can understand uh the technical systems. And so um if if I've not gone too far off track here, 
my point is uh, education and experience, uh, both in technology and in and in business or operations where that technology is applied, is really the key, and that's the kind of thing you get through the Navy experience and. And that is the kind of thing you should do in your own career in the IT world. Wow. Dr. Bundy, I that is a wonderful way to end this segment and really make a transition. Um, as you were speaking, I wrote down the words commit to obtain the education and the experience, and then, as you said, to really move towards that upper right-hand quadrant. Um, and have that combination of business and technology, and it really helps you um, in many ways to move from the classroom to the boardroom. And I really, really appreciate you taking the time to share with us and just give us a glimpse of, of your experiences in the Navy. I know that BDPA is forming a very strong relationship with the U.S. Navy in terms of supporting some of our programs and the time and the volunteerism that you have given to BDPA. So I want to thank you again for being a guest tonight. Um, I know that you have a full schedule, and uh, I look forward to having you join us at another time. Thank you it's again. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much, and I wish everybody the best of luck. Oh, thanks. And what we're going to do is move on to our next guest who has been patiently holding in the wings, and that is Miss Angela Bryant. Angela is joining us from Indianapolis, and she is currently the BDPA president. Angela, welcome to the BDPA iRadio show. How are you tonight? Thank you very much. Very happy to be here. Oh, great. Well, um, I know that you had an opportunity to um, hear Dr. Bundy, and I just, you know, wanted to sort of start off our segment before we got into it. Um, from your perspective as a president, what what were some things that, you know, you're like, oh my goodness, I'm going to take this away, or I'm going to build on this in my chapter. I just wanted to get some kind of immediate uh, thoughts from you in terms of that interview. I think some of the key things that he talked about really when he focused around building your relationship with partners and how to go about doing that, that's one of the things that the Indianapolis chapter is really focused on and really trying to get good at. So I really appreciated his comments there. I think something else he talked about was really around making sure that you're staying marketable within your career, which gets back to, okay, so what are those leadership skills that you are looking at from the value of IT within the organization to, to project management. So those are some really key things that I honed and took home from his uh, conversation. Yes, it, it really is interesting how consistently that path from the classroom to the boardroom, it certainly involves um, the obtaining the technical skills, um, applying the technical skills, developing the technical skills, and a strong, strong component is the leadership piece. And that's exactly. a piece that, yeah, that I'd like to expand on with you because BDPA is a volunteer organization. And you are a leader of the 11th 
largest BDPA chapter in the nation. And, you know, you have a strong program that attracts female students, um, gets members into leadership positions. You have some very strong corporate sponsors. And I'm just wondering from your perspective, um, how did you get involved in BDPA and what has your leadership role within the organization been like? Uh, well, in terms of how did I get involved with BDPA, I first heard about BDPA through their focus on the youth. So when I got involved, I was actually, um, my first year I was the HSCC coordinator. Um, what really kind of attracted me was, you know, exposing the students to different IT concepts as well as the IT industry and as well as serving as a role model for students. Um, I think as you're well aware from there, I've gone on to be the VP of Business Management and now I'm the uh, president of the, of the organization. So um, what keeps me involved, again, is that focus on the youth and the giving back as well as the professional um, and leadership development that I get to personally experience by being involved with um, BDPA, as well as the relationships that I get to develop with um, folks on my board, as well as those throughout the city of Indianapolis, and developing um, those uh, networking opportunities and being able to network with professionals across the country. Mm. So networking, relationship building, leadership um, mm -hmm. on a lot of different levels. I mean, you even mentioned the, the city of Indianapolis. So being part of BDPA, it's not you're not just involved with the members, and certainly that's a very strong connection. There's almost this echo effect of the members, what they're involved in, uh, their community, their organizations, and then really becoming part of the fabric of the city that you live in. So that's that's uh, very powerful. Which kind of leads me to my next question, which is. What is your vision for BDPA Indianapolis? Where do you see uh, the organization going under your leadership and your leadership team? Well, when I think of the Indianapolis chapter, you know we're a fairly young chapter, so we've been around since about 2007. Um, my vision for the chapter is really for it to be a sustainable organization that focuses on professional development, student programs, and is well-known throughout the city of Indianapolis. So if we kind of break that down a little bit. So you talked about that we're the 11th largest chapter. So we average around 40 to 50 members. I would actually love for that to increase, and this is a longer-term vision, but to an average of about 100 members. When we talk about our student programs, uh, when I look at how we've grown over the past four years, because we've actually been involved with the student program since 2008, our first year we had three students, our second year we had seven. For the past two, uh, two years we've been averaging about ten students. Um, I'd like for our student programs to really get to about 15 to 20 students, and I want us to have a um, waiting list of folks trying to get into um, our student programs. Um, and then the other thing is uh, being known throughout the city of Indianapolis. So I want our brand to be known and really for us to be looked at as the premier IT organization for uh, professionals of color as well as an organization that delivers high-quality uh, programs for students. So that's kind of my vision where I see the organization going. Angela, I'm, I'm smiling because 
I hear and feel the fire, um, the passion. Um, and I, I love how, <clears throat> as you express the vision, it just rolled off of your tongue. You had the numbers, you know, the two, the seven, the ten. We want to get to ten. We want to get to uh, 20. We want to get to a waiting list. Um, for the students who want to grow our chapter, and you had metrics. Um, and I think that really is a part of success, is having the goals and then having the metrics and being able to inspire and motivate um, and attract other people that see that same vision. So I look forward to um, hearing how you're progressing and certainly would uh, encourage anyone in the Indianapolis area um, who is listening and or members who know people who live in the Indianapolis area um, to really help your chapter achieve its goals. Um, because as I said, the passion um, and the commitment that you have in sharing those is, is very evident, um, and it, it sounds very exciting. Um, I'm a member of the Philadelphia chapter, so I won't be moving to Indianapolis anytime soon. And if I wasn't involved in BDPA, I would certainly say, hey, you know, there are some great um, opportunities here. So I, I'd like to, uh, yeah, again, just congratulate you on that energy. And I think it's, it's probably refreshing and maybe a little bit of a challenge, putting a challenge out there to some of the chapters that have been around a while to say, hey, remember when you felt like this. Remember when there was the possibility of not only increasing the membership, um, but increasing the brand increasing the brand awareness and helping people understand really um, the power of BD. So as a new chapter, you get to take advantage of a newer chapter um, of what's already been out there, and you get to innovate. So I was hoping that you would maybe share some of the best practices that um, have worked within your chapter to help you grow those numbers, grow that involvement, attract the leadership? Fran, I think one of the big things for us, and I think as a newer chapter, is we we really wanted to focus. So as you've heard me mention earlier, there are two things that we really want to do well, and that's where we spend our time and our energy. And that, again, is around our student programs and it's around our professional development programs. So we really try to stay within those two lanes so we feel like we know who we are and who we're trying to become. Um, and so that's how we can really um, – share and grow membership because we know what we're trying to offer our membership. Just to talk about um, a couple of the accomplishments within those areas when we talk about our student programs. Um, so as you heard me mention before, for the past four years we've been taking a team of students to uh, compete in the national competition in the HSCC. And so each year we've continued to um, get higher and higher in the standings. So uh, for the past two years, we've uh, ended up in the top ten, so we're pretty proud of that. 
This year, for the first time, we took a student to participate in the IT showcase, and that student, who was Natasha Sowell, actually took home second place this year, so we are very, very proud um, of that. In addition, um, what we do as a chapter is um, we are giving out scholarships for each of those students that participate that participated in those programs. So each of them will get a $500 scholarship. So our goal, again, is to really have very strong student programs. Um, And when we talk about our accomplishments, that makes it easier for us to attract the type of leadership that we need to make those programs strong. So with that, so behind those programs are some very, very strong facilitators who put in a lot of time and effort to make those programs a success. Um, The other area that I said we focus on is really around professional development programs. So the Indy chapter puts on, I would say, on average about um, 10 program meetings a year. We typically meet on Wednesdays and we meet once a month. And so when we talk about our program meetings, our goal is really to um, meet the professional development needs of our members. It also gives them the opportunity to network and, of course, gain valuable information. So some of the themes that we um, tend to present at our program meetings include, of course, technology. So we've had um, topics around advanced agile concepts as well as um, evolving health information technology. We talked about entrepreneurship, so we had the founder, president, and CEO of NTAP um, Incorporated to come in and talk about his journey in founding that organization. We do professional development type activities, so we've had activities around the new employment contract and what it takes to kind of transition into a new role, as well as we bring in some of our other partners um, in the community to kind of focus and learn what they're doing from a community service perspective and talk about how BDPA can um, really partner with them. So that's so that's one key area of best practices. We really know where we're trying to focus, and, again, that's the student programs and the professional development. The other area um, that we're really focused on is really around developing and nurturing our partnerships with our key stakeholders and corporate partners, and that's really all about realizing that, you know, it truly is a partnership and we need to focus on the win-win. And what we try to do is to make sure our partners are getting what they need out of their relationship with BDPA, our Indianapolis chapter, which can range and be different things for the different partners from professional development for their employees, diversity recruiting, um, an opportunity for outreach through sites, uh, supplier development, et cetera. So we find that when we make sure that our sponsors are getting their are getting their needs met, then we find that our needs tend to get met as well. So those would be the two areas that I would kind of highlight. Wow. You have laid out a, br- a blueprint, and in fact, I'm I'm thinking this may be BDPA I Radio Show blueprint for success. Um, <laughs> Dr. Will Bundy, Angela Bryant. I mean, I'm I am just waiting for Chris to get on the line. I mean, this is this is great. So, okay. Angela, thanks so much for um, sharing again your passion, um, your blueprint. Um, and uh, ways that you uh, kind of identify your vision, um, set your goals, and help you. You talked about uh, sort of the two lanes that you operate in, the, the ways that you use focus 
uh, to hold yourselves accountable and create that win-win for your members, for your sponsors, um, and use results to attract people who are committed to volunteering to BDPA. It's really a, a wonderful um, way of, of making it all come together. And um, in the spirit of collaboration, I look forward to seeing the Indianapolis team members in the high school computer competition continue to uh, progress. And in the spirit of healthy competition, um, I encourage all of the chapters um, to continue to dedicate resources um, to help the students get exposed to the technology, to get exposed to the relationship building and networking, and um, to have an opportunity to develop their leadership skills because it really is wonderful each year at the conference to see the students perform um, and excel. So Angela, thank you again for being a guest tonight, taking time out of your busy week. And uh, I really look forward to having you back on the show at another time. Thank, Thank you. you so much, Fran. It was my pleasure being here. Thank you. Well, folks, you you can hear. Um, you can see and you can hear that the guests on the show um, really reflect the heart and the soul and the energy and intelligence um, of BDPA. And coming up next is our very own Wayne Hicks, who is uh, our Executive Director of the BDPA Education and Technology Foundation. Wayne is going to give us his two-minute update on what is happening um, in and around the foundation. So, Wayne, welcome tonight. How are you? I'm outstanding, Fran. Thank you very much. I'm very excited by what I've heard already from Dr. Bundy and from our uh, chapter president in Indiana, Angela Bryant, and looking forward to the young man that you're going to have on next, uh, Chris Jacobs. So, um, but I do have three three things to say from the foundation's perspective. Uh, number one, we are very proud to announce that we have received a $5,000 grant from Sempra, Sempra Energy Foundation. Uh, that's the utility company down in Southern California. They have provided the $5,000 to support the the BDPA programs in Los Angeles. We work closely with uh, current chapter president, John Mallinson, and with uh, past president of the LA chapter, um, Angela White-Parker, um, to secure that $5,000 grant, and we're very happy about that. Number two, uh, we today actually received the um, application and are processing a Bemley scholarship payment on behalf of Cedric Cyrus. Uh, Cedric uh, is a is a HSCC alumni, a high school graduate out of our BDP Twin Cities chapter. Um, he was on a team uh, for the last four years in Twin Cities, and two of those years uh, his team earned, uh, performed so well that they earned family scholarships. He's planning on studying computer science at St. Cloud State University, and so we are cutting a check to State Cloud State, Cloud, uh, State University on his behalf. And then finally, I just want to encourage all of the listeners, if you know of any high school um, students, young ladies, high school young ladies that are interested in computing that have worked with your BDPA chapter or otherwise engaged in STEM, I encourage you to visit the website aspirationsaward.org. That is where up through October 31st, next week, 
they're accepting nominations for young people, young women, um, divas in computing, if you will, to uh, for the Aspirations in Computing Award. So, again, the website is www.aspirationsaward.org. I know that we have at least one nominee that will be coming in from the Cincinnati chapter, and I hope that the other 44 uh, BDPA chapters um, will will find a way to, to uh, nominate someone from their chapter for this as well. And that's the BETF Minute, if you will, Fran, and, and I hope that you enjoy the rest of your show. Sure. And, and Wayne, I'm going to ask you, um, if you may, just to stay on the line a little bit more. Um, we have, you know, this is actually our 10th show. So I wanted to publicly thank you for supporting um, the Internet radio show as one of many ways um, that the organization communicates out to the members, gets members involved, and shares successes about what's going on. Um, I wondered from your perspective, you know, what are some of the takeaways in terms of what you've heard today from Dr. Bundy and from Angela and how you sitting in the foundation um, utilize the interview information to help you communicate out to members, chapters, potential sponsors, potential uh, grantors. Okay, and, and I didn't realize that it was our 10-show anniversary. That is that is wonderful to know. Um, the, the best thing about it is that each one of those shows is is on the internet for posterity. Um, it's there forever. Um, even if you if people weren't able to hear this live broadcast, they're able to, to hear it through our archives. Um, the takeaways from today's show, you know, are quite simple for me. Dr. Bundy, I've known uh, since his time with BDPA. I recall in 2002 in Orlando, you know, sitting in a room with him and with the, the other executives from uh, that time. At that time, it was Fleet Boston. Now they're all part of Bank of America. Sitting in a room with them and really discussing what what their company wanted in terms of career development for their IT employees. And and so hearing him, you know, reiterate that message today, you know, 10 years, 9, 10 years later, um, it's just reminded all of us about it's it's all about providing a return on investment to our corporate sponsors. That that That's how we keep them connected with us. And then Angela, you know, I, I know Angela just because she's been a president of one of our more progressive chapters. I never really had a chance to talk with her. And just hearing her passion, hearing her focus, hearing her, her um the fact that she came in as, as a you know, HSCC coordinator, worked with our students, um, but then also just hearing the fact that she's looking forward to building relationships within the Indianapolis community. Um, that ultimately is how BDPA becomes a sustaining, um, a sustaining organization over the decades and over the centuries is as we continue to build relationships both externally with the black community and with the the city, you know, the city government, with the with the corporations, the corporate uh, racing, the corporations in the city, and then also with our own membership and with those students as they as they move forward. So, like your next guest is an example of how we're trying to maintain a relationship with the young man who worked with us while he was in high school, and and you'll hear his story. Uh, uh, those are kind of my takeaways from from the show today. Okay. Well, great. Um, Wayne, I really appreciate, again, you coming on uh, the line every show. Um, we're going to take a brief break, and we're going to share some of our uh, 
public announcements. One will be about BDPA and the other will be about um, the Education and Technology Foundation. Before we take that break, Wayne, how can people support, how can listeners support the foundation? What are some specific action steps that you'd like people to take? Now I'm going to make one real easy that doesn't involve the, the computer. Um, call, call. Our phone number is 513, area code, 284-4968. And one way to support us is just call us and let us know that, um, you, know, that you support us, that uh, you need to have a conversation uh, with, with the foundation. We could talk about how we can support those things that you find um, important in your, in your local chapter, in your local community. Um, I think that would, that's ultimately going to be the best way. Obviously, we encourage people to visit our website at BETF.org. Um, but I, you know, old school. If I, if I were, you know, I guess I could have gone real old school and say, send us a postcard. But you know, I'll stick with the media. <laughs> that that is old school. How about a text? Uh, do you take text messages? <laughs> you, you could using that same phone number. Feel free to text or or um, or talk by voice. Five one three area code two eight four four nine six eight. Okay. Great. Okay, well, we are going to take a brief public service announcement, and we're going to air the BDPA 17-second um, just announcement about BDPA, and then we'll uh, share with you one of our pre-recorded announcements about the BDPA Education and Technology Foundation. BDPA is the premier organization for people of African-American descent in the information technology industry. BDPA exists to advance the careers of African-Americans in the IT industry from the classroom to the boardroom. You can find BDPA on group site, Twitter, and Facebook. The BDPA Education and Technology Foundation, a nonprofit organization that exists for the sole purpose of funding BDPA programs, scholarships, and services around the nation. Follow us on Facebook, www.facebook.com forward slash BDPA Foundation, or Twitter, www.twitter.com forward slash BDPA. Okay, and welcome back to the BDPA Internet Radio. I'm Fran McNeil. Hi, Chris. How are you this evening? I'm fine. How are you? Good, good. Well, Chris, you know, I wanted to share with folks a little bit about your background, and then we're going to jump right in. I'm really excited that you're on the line. I know that you are juggling a number of responsibilities uh, including being a college student. <laughs> so yeah. I don't want to pull you away from uh, a big term paper or a midterm. Um, and I do want to share with the audience that you and your business partner both participated in the BDPA High School Computer Competition Program as members of the national team trained by BDPA Middle Tennessee and that you're now a graphics design major at the Art Institute. And I remember seeing you at the 2011 BDPA Technology Conference in Technology um, where you were wearing your Deloitte um, insignia on some of the Deloitte uh, clothing, um, and I guess you were a summer intern. And I also understand 
that you are a CEO for your own clothing line. So my first question, Chris, is how do you balance <laughs> all of these responsibilities, being an alumni, going to conferences, being an intern, um, and then, you know, being a graphics design major at the Art Institute? How do you balance it? Well, it's really not easy. Just uh, I have to make sure I, I schedule everything right because, if I don't, stuff clashes and nothing will go the way I planned it. So it's a lot of timing and understanding and dealing with other people's schedules, not just my own. So it's it's, it's really hard, but I, I try I try to make the best of the situation. Excellent. Well, you know, one of the, and it's a standard question, so folks that come on the show go, oh, gee, I know that Brian's going to ask this question. Um always fascinated to understand how did someone get involved with BDPA? So I'm going to ask you the same question. When I first started uh, my high school career, uh, my business partner now, Cameron Johnson, uh, his mom goes to work with uh, Johnny Cowan, which was at the time our, uh, our one of our main teachers in the natural, the Milton Seacast chapter. And uh, he just kind of introduced it to me and told me that we'll be learning about building websites and stuff like that. And I've always had interest in it. Like, it helped in the long run with my clothing brand because I, I knew I wanted to start one, but I wasn't sure about how to do all the design work behind it. So, like, that's what into the BDPA is really how I got introduced to everything that I'm dealing with now. And um, he just told me about it one day, and I was just like, I don't mind giving my Saturday mornings up to learn something new, so that's kind of how it happened. So in learning something new, you then were selected to be part of the high school computer competition team. What were some of the takeaways of being part of the team? Just seeing how much how much hard work, like how, how far it goes, like all every Saturday morning. Like I know a lot of us don't like waking up, and going 9 o'clock to 1, but just seeing all our hard work come together and seeing, like, you know, the problems they give us aren't, like, just everyday easy problems. So seeing how we can take that problem, solve it, and figure it out, that's it was just a really big, you know, accomplishment to me because, you know, I never in my wildest dreams thought I could be doing something like this and, and just um, making my mom and everybody else proud. Like, those are my biggest takeaways. Wow, that's really that's really powerful. And I imagine, you know, having the experience of, you know, getting up early, um, making a commitment to something, being part of the team, um, meeting challenges, um, are all activities and actions that help you as you run your own company. Um, which is a clothing line. So, so share with me, what do you do in your business? What do you do for others in your business? And what's it like being a CEO? So I've tossed you three questions, and you're young and bright, and I'm sure you can handle all three. Um, so pick yeah. one and start with one. Well, I'll start with uh, what we do. Um, the clothing line, the clothing line um, is... It's definitely, you know, your usual T-shirts, crew necks, hoodies, 
Um, we're, we're starting jewelry, and also it's a uh, it's a unisex brand, so it's for females and and males. You know, it's uh, for everybody basically. And to build on that, like uh, it's not just a clothing brand. Like we're kind of trying to do a movement. It's um, from geek to urban stands for like everybody. It's not just for a certain type of demographic of people. We want to make sure everybody is comfortable like being who they are. So we wanted to produce a clothing line that supports that that thought and that, that train of mind. We're trying to get into a lot of charities now. Uh, we're making the shirt for breast cancer. Um, there's an event in Nashville, Tennessee that's going down for that. Um, so we're we're sponsoring shirts for, for breast cancer and stuff like that because a lot of people in my family have not just had breast cancer but other kinds of cancer. So we also want to start getting into charities. Even though we are a fairly new brand, we still want to show people that we haven't forgot where we came from and all our success goes back to where we came from because we don't want, uh, again, people thinking that we we came up and then forgot about our, our heritage because that's not the case. So we do we do a lot of stuff in the community. We're uh, trying to put together a car wash and donate half the money to a local, um, I'm sorry, the, the, the word um, escapes me. But we just, uh, we do a lot of stuff. Right now, um, even though we're, we're, we are up and coming, we put everything that we get either back into the brand or back into our community. And being the CEO is, is definitely kind of stressful because uh, you're not just dealing, even though um, a couple of my friends are my business partner, you're not just dealing with them as your friend. You're dealing with them on a on the business um, side. So you have to make sure that what what you say happens, or not just what you say, but what you need done gets done. And you can't play around, so it, it definitely it definitely sheds a new light, like on our friendship and tests tests each other a lot of times, but it, it always works out at the end. Mm, wow, you know there are so many um, comments that you made that I I want to pick up on, and our timing is short. I do want to though have you say the name of your business a little bit slower so that our listeners can truly hear what it is. So I'm going to have you say the uh, name of your business again. It's um, From Geek to Urban or FGTU, From Geek to Urban Clothing. Okay, so From Geeks to Urban. And you you shared with us that the tagline is that it's really for everybody and so that people yes. can be comfortable with who they are and that you mentioned that it's not just a clothing line, you are getting into other products. And for the clothing, the T-shirts, those are unisex, so uh, males as well as females can wear them. Um, And that part of what got you involved in your business was the opportunity um, to be part of BDPA. And I'm I'm wondering, as you're talking about your business, what are the links back to BDPA? If BDPA was there in the beginning, how is BDPA part of your development on um, being at the uh, Art Institute, and how is BDPA a part of your business right now? The whole, uh, the whole premise behind the business really came from me attending the BDPA to see, like, how many different kind of people were there and the fact that they're just everyday kids just like me. So, like, it's not, it's not you know, uncool to be smart. Like, 
they're they're the kids who participate are some of the smartest people I've ever met, and they they dress, look, act the same way as anybody else that you would see on the street. So, you know, I just wanted to, that uh, the experience from that and like clicking that clicking in my head really wanted me to shed light. It just it's cool to be smart, and like it doesn't make you any different. So that's that that foundation really just came from the BDPA, like my teachers just drilling that in my head because I was one of those kids who used to think it was, you know, cool to not go to class and not do your work when I was younger. And, like, having my teachers to drill that in my head that just because I'm smart doesn't make me any different, it, it actually opens up a lot more windows in my life. Like, did that helped me with my business. That's what gave me the inspiration to start it. So I, I truly can say if it wasn't for the BDPA, I wouldn't be where I am right now. So it 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 gave me a lot. I got a lot more out of it than I think, you know, I would have if I didn't, if I wasn't sure, if they weren't so hard on me and they didn't really care because the BPA is not just a program to, to learn. It's, it's people who want to help see our youth succeed. And I think that's that's what makes me, like, that's what pushes my business and makes me want to try harder and give back. Wow, Chris, that is a wonderful way to end our show tonight. Some wonderful sound bites. Number one, it's cool to be smart. Um, I, don't, I don't know if that's on a T-shirt somewhere. Um, I like that. Um, the other is the, the whole concept of sharing that <clears throat> BDPA is not just a program. It's a place where, and it's, a, it's an organization that helps youth succeed. And, and BDPA cares about helping, helping youth succeed. Chris, I really want to thank you for taking time out of your schedule. Um, I know that you need to go back to business and back to studying, so I don't want to keep you away from your success. I do want to thank you for being on the show this evening, and I also want to thank our other two guests, Dr. William Bundy, professor of the U.S. Naval War College, and Angela Bryant, chapter president of BDPA Indianapolis. I also want to thank Wayne Hicks for joining us and giving us a quick BETF up. BETF update, uh, got a little bit uh, tongue twisted there, and uh, I want to say to everyone, thank you again for being part of the BDPA family. If you know someone who is not a BDPA member and really would benefit from the opportunity to hone their technical skills, to develop their leadership skills, to be part of the network, um, I encourage you to not only reach out to them um, and perhaps give them the gift of a BDPA membership. If nothing else, invite them to a membership meeting so they have a chance to experience some of the things that you're experiencing. Everyone, have a great evening. Thank you again for listening to the BDPA Internet Radio Show, and I look forward to you joining us on the second and fourth Tuesday of the month. Our next show will be November 8th, and we will have a number of guests who will be exciting and interesting and knowledgeable. So have a great evening.
and join us in November. BDTAI Radio, linking business, education, and technology, showcases IT entrepreneurs, technology experts, computer science academics, and people with a passion for educating our young people in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. BDPA iRadio Show is a regular exchange for BDPA members, sponsors, entrepreneurs, educational institutions, and the black community. BDPA iRadio guests link the diverse worlds of business, education, and technology.